This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It's Sunday the 24th of September. It's 20 past eight at night. And we are reviewing Vale's game at Cambridge yesterday where it finished Cambridge 1, Vale 1. And I'm joined by Johnny and Andy. Uh, Johnny, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How are you? I'm all right. How was your day on the fun bus? Yeah, it was decent, wasn't it? It was decent. Was it? Yeah, good, good crack. Yeah, nice little pub as well. I like, I like that pub. Yes, it was. Lovely pub and nice game of dominoes going on. You did. We we sat outside in, in, in the nice weather. Yeah, we played dominoes and Jamie rinsed us all. Yeah, that's what happens, isn't it? When you, yeah. when you let him. It is. But never mind. Andy, how was your day out in Cambridge? Yeah, it was all right. I had a um, lift in the fun Lexus uh, down with Rory and Mella. And yeah, we had a nice day out. We popped into the centre of Cambridge. Um Almost missed kickoff because of the amount of traffic there is. Uh, you can tell why they all ride bikes around that city. Bloody hell, um, it's absolute gridlock. Um, but somehow we made it in time for kickoff, and it was a yeah, it was a nice day. Um, lovely weather, good football weather. Um, decent, entertaining game. Bit of ebb and flow to it, uh, backwards and forth. Both sides will be. Um, coming away from that thinking it was two points dropped and probably maybe accepting uh, draw was probably just about fair yeah and to be fair Andy as I said to you before we come on I was contemplating to myself whether it was two points dropped a point gained or about right and I think you're right I think when you look back it's probably about right because we had the chiselet chance that didn't go in that you've seen back I haven't seen back yet we had the Massey one-on-one that didn't go in, Chislet rebound from that that didn't go in. But then you look at the other side, obviously Ripley saved a penalty. 
they he's made a very good save in the first half from an Eddie, and they've hit the post. So actually, Johnny, just draw feel about right in hindsight now. I still think no. I think we, we shaded it. I think because of the Chislet chance, the first half I thought was guilt edge, and the Massey one second was was again like you've you've got to be scoring both of them chances. They score the penalty. I think three two would have felt all right, but I don't. I'm not like it's not a disaster either. Have you watched the um, pitch side video yet, Johnny? No, no, I haven't. Is I, it? I recommend giving it a watch because I was listening to Mark Bonner, who, to be fair to him, was giving a, a very sort of fair, level-headed critique of the game on BBC Radio uh, Cambridgeshire on the way back, and he mentioned something about a Chislet chance or, or Chislet hitting either hitting his back or something like that. And it's only when I watch the pit side video, you realise that it's going in and it deflects off Mitch Clark's back and, and goes wide for a goal kick. And that's why we missed it. It wasn't as terrible a miss I'm when back. you see it from a different angle, really. it's it, it was It was going in and somehow Mitch Clark couldn't get out of the way of it and he's managed to deflect it behind for a goal kick. All right, okay, fair enough then. Yeah, I thought Chessie had messed it. I think we yeah. all did in the ground. It's, it's so yeah. difficult to see from the other end. Yeah, no, definitely, yes. So, let's get into it. Um, before we get into it, happy 30th to Dan, whose 30th it was on Friday. No, Friday? Over the yeah. weekend. Friday. Yeah, over... Friday. Happy 30th, Dan. Hope you had a good one, mate. So, Johnny, before the match you messaged me, I'd have gone divine over Garrity and Grant over Plant, but we're talking who's the better player, not who's least shit like previously. Yeah. And I think that I think that's the thing that I want to like I want I want to keep hammering home at the minute is that that we are we are discussing who who is the better better players. Like because previously we we've we've spoken about Ryan Lloyd type players. And, and you're talking about who's least shit out of them, whereas we're actually talking about who 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 is our better players. And Plant and Grant offer different things, but I wouldn't say either of them are head and shoulders above the other. I just think Grant's more more experienced and just better for what we need at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's. I think I think that that that's all, and then Garrity's popping up with a goal, so you can't really drop him because Cro- it'd go against everything Crosby's spoken about, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Four goals from four games for Garrity now. Andy, any thoughts to add to that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is um, straight swaps, isn't it? It's round pegs and round holes. You you take somebody out, there's a, there's a ready-made replacement who can slot straight in, which is good. Um, a lot of it's maybe just managing minutes, rotating players workload all that sort of stuff and other bits and bobs like um getting match fitness into certain players and I, I know you know kind of grants building it up again after being out for a few weeks with injury so um you can you, you could have for example you know you, you've got divine you've got garrity you've got chislet and you can play any two of those three and you can mix it up one week to the next, and, and we have been doing. And it's it's a good selection problem to have, isn't it? I thought, for what it's worth, Garrett and Chislet 
look very good, very balanced together. And I think that their strengths and weaknesses um, can um, balance nicely with each other. You know, they complemented each other. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And before we get into your full rating for Crosby, Johnny, um, as we said, finished Cambridge 1, Vale 1. Vale took the lead in the 20th minute through Ben Garrity. Cambridge equalised in the 66th through Okunabiri. And, of course, Conor Ripley saved a penalty right at the death. Possession was bang on 50-50, according to Sky. Total shots, Cambridge had 12 to R8. They hit the target five times to R2. Um, Clear-cut chances, he's got two for Cambridge, one for Vale. And corners, he's got seven Cambridge, six for Vale. So, fairly evenish game with our goalie making more saves than theirs. Johnny, rating for Crosby and the coaching staff. Um, as a six for Crosby, I think he picked the right team. I need to know, I need to understand a bit more about the half-time subs. I don't like the fact that he's taken Barmer off because he's on a yellow card. I don't. I, if you can't trust your centre off not to get sent off, then that's for me a bit concerning. Um, obviously, there might be more to it, but he just mentioned about the yellow. Mitch, if again, if you're not fit enough to play 90 minutes, and I know that stuff can happen in a game, but if you're not fit enough to play 90 minutes, you shouldn't be starting. So that's 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 another concern. And then throughout the game, I just the will the Wilson change kind of was a bit felt a bit more with Tuesday in mind, and yeah, it was just. It was all a bit strange, the subs were for me and the changes, but if there's reasoning behind it, then that's fine. But yeah, I probably probably actually a five, not a six. I think I was too kind with it. But yeah, probably a five, actually. Yeah, my thoughts, I understand the Balmer one because I think Balmer looked like a red card waiting to happen. After he got the yellow card, he never adapted his play. He was still flying into things. And being totally honest, was probably could have got a second yellow before half-time, and I think he took him off to protect him. I get what you're saying. If you can't trust your centre-half, then, you know, why take him off? But on the flip side, if he'd have come out first minute of the second half, picked up a second yellow, we'd have all been saying, fucking hell, you could see that coming. Or I would have done anyway. The Mitch yeah. Clark one, I don't get. Don't get that at all. It's got to be an injury for me because I just don't understand why he took Mitch Clark off. And bringing on anybody in our squad at right wing-back for Mitch Clark severely weakens us. And we've seen that time and time again this season for me. Yeah, I think I think t- touching on the Barmer thing, though you, you you saw the other week when Ojo got booked, he got booked after about fourteen minutes and played the rest of the game, played his game as he as he was. He was still pretty aggressive. He was still snapping into challenges and stuff like that. And he never thought of set, like taking him off because I think was it was Charlton, wasn't it, where he, he then could have been sent off, but wasn't. So Charlton was the one where he could have been given a straight red and wasn't. I think was it was already... a... no, I think it was an home game where he got an early yellow card. I thought he was already booked in that game as well. Or he, he... the Charlton one, have... I don't know if he was, but it was a straight red, the Charlton one. Yeah. Let me have a let me have a quick look because uh Oxford, was it then? Yes. Could have Ox- been yeah, could have been Oxford. Oxford. Yeah. He's booked after 14 minutes. He's the only booking of the season. So yeah, yeah, he's booked after 14 minutes and he probably could have been sent off in that game. But we we never took him off in that, do you know what I mean? So I get that Funzo's ten years older, 
Yeah, and for me, Fonzo never really looked like getting sent off, whereas Barmer did. Oh, I don't know. He did again. It, it, Oxford, he should have been sent off. I can't remember that. He had a cheeky he, shirt pulled, didn't he, at someone? Yeah. On, the off, on the halfway when they were on the break, he pulled someone back. Right. That, so, I think the referee didn't give the free kick at all, rather than giving... If he'd, if he'd <laughs> given the free, he would have had a bit of an awkward decision to make. Sometimes, is it... Do you... Yeah, you have to gauge the ref as well, and whether you trust the ref. I remember Forrester getting subbed at half-time when he was on a booking last season, quite early on against Bolton, after Santos had been sent off. And you probably you're thinking in that game, the referee is looking to even it up. You, you don't give yourself that issue. Today, I mean, we'll get into ref watch, I'm sure, in a minute, but it's, it's whether you think the referee's throwing yellow cards around and and that's a factor as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add on the coaching staff, Andy? And what were your thoughts on Barmer sub? Um, yeah, Barmer was... I, I, I can see why, why it happened. Maybe if, if you factor in maybe a bit of a lack of match fitness, then he could have easily just have mistimed one. Um, you know, he's building up his minutes as well. I, I think the main thing I'd probably say I would have liked to seen Crosby do differently was um, I thought James Plant could have maybe gone off 10-15 minutes before he did. He looked like he'd he'd hit the wall and he was struggling out there. Um, Connor Grant was warming up in front of us for a long, long time and I thought he could have come on a little bit earlier but but hey-ho, we got the point. Yeah, that's fair. Um We'll do Ref Watch now then, brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. Strange one for me, because I thought for 60 minutes he was okay, apart from the fact that he seemed to not want to book a Cambridge player no matter what they did. And I don't know how Cambridge got away without a booking for the whole 90 minutes. The lad that dived, it's an absolute disgrace that he didn't get booked. And then he booked two of our players in the first half, one being Kofi Barmer on 25, Wilson on 41. They were both bookings. Got no issue with that. However, Cambridge should have had two bookings in the first half as well. There was one dive, and there's another where their players pulled our lad back and he's played advantage. Actually, that might have been second half. But he's played advantage and then not gone back and booked the lad. And it's an absolute disgrace. Um, penalty decision he got right. But the last half an hour, he'd become a real own boy. And it seemed that every time a Cambridge player at the deck, he wanted to blow and give a free kick. There was a couple of times, and in fact, there was one leading up to the penalty where Alfie Devine got shoved over and he played on, but he'd been giving them the other way. And if he hadn't been giving them either way, I get it. But he'd been giving them one way, so why aren't he giving them both? So for me, it was a real mixed bag, and I'll give him a four out of ten. Anything to add? Well, um, your new mate on Twitter, this yeah. chalk, chalk this chalk this one up as uh, Pierre Pierre Luigi Beresford there, um, kick, kicking off again. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. I I don't. I honestly don't think I reckon. Like remember seeing the referee. So I thought he was all right. I don't. I don't remember anything where I thought fuck that was dead bad. So yeah, I, I was. I was quite comfortable with the referee. But he didn't want to book any of their plays in first half. They should have had two bookings. Yeah, he was booking ours. And if he wasn't booking either, I'd go. Do you know what? He's just a lenient ref. It's fine. But he wanted to book our players and not theirs. And whether that's the veil-tinted glasses on me, I don't know. I'd like to see back, and I'm not going to say it was, 
Brad like Seaback or Blaster got to the byline in the box, pulled it back and got clattered. I'd like to see that back. I'm not going to say it was a penalty because I haven't seen it back, but in real time, I, it made me think. So I'm not going to say he got it wrong without seeing it back, but it did make me think. And like I say, the penalty's got spot on. I'm not going to argue that it was a penalty. I've seen that one back. But like I say, he just... To be fair, I don't think the liner in front of the Cambridge fans in front of us on the left helped him. Because there was a couple of times all lads got clattered in front of him and he didn't do anything about it. There was one time Alfie Devine got pulled back right in front of him two yards away. He didn't flag and he gave a goal kick, even though Devine's been climbed all over. So that didn't help the ref. But no, I just thought for the last half hour, it'd become a proper own bud. Andy? I thought it was being a bit of a homer a lot earlier in the game, to be honest. It felt as though... He was being very fussy when when we were committing little fouls and he was letting a few go for them. And yeah, like you say, um, he was giving them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt when he got his, when he wasn't getting his yellow card out for their players. But he got his yellow card out straight away for a couple. I mean, Wilson's booking was, was daft. Um, Crosby got booked as well. I don't know what he said to do that. It, it just felt like he was a bit fussy in in, in applying the letter of the law to us. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's how I found him. And Crosby got booted because Crosby lost his head when he didn't boot their player for diving. And I think he kept going on and on at the fourth fish. And every time that he'd book a Vale player, he's going, well, wait a minute. You aren't booking their players when they're diving, but you're booking our players for a shirt pull. That was a weird one where he went down. I can only assume that maybe there was a tiny clip of the heels about several seconds before and he just very slowly in slow motion just... Lost his footing like you do sometimes, you know, because it, there wasn't really anyone around him when he hit the deck. But yeah. un- unless it happened a f- few seconds before that, I don't know. It was just one of those where it was so blatant, there must have been more to it than than what we actually saw. I don't know. Really don't know. Anyway, let's get into it. So, Super Vale Away brought to you by Johnny's Bar and Burslem. Get yourselves down for a pint, St. John's Square. Telling Bezza sent you. Johnny starting in goal, penalty saver, Super Connor Ripley. Yeah, decent penalty save. Like obviously, it's, it's not it's not one of them great penalty saves, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like they sit there and you remember and go, oh, actually that was that that was amazing a save. But he's gone the right way. He's at he's at to save it and he has done so. I can't really complain if he keeps doing that, can we? Um, but yeah, decent performance. Nothing, nothing too massive. That jumps out and goes, "Oh, he did that, that really well," or he didn't, he didn't do that that badly. I think one kick went out to play, and there was a bit of <clears throat> bit of moaning and groaning sort of thing. But overall, solid performance, and uh, eight eight for me. Yeah, and also that save he made from the header in the first half, I thought was an excellent save. I don't know if you can remember it, where he pushed it round yeah. for a corner. Yeah, it was a good, good save. It, it looked a bit camera-esque, but it was a good save and it had to be saved. Yeah. Andy? Yeah, I, I've seen that save again um, just now and it's um, it's a little bit... He's added it down and he's a bit nearer to him than I thought it was and it's a nicer height for him than I thought it was as well, but he did need saving. Yeah, some good takes. Yeah. Um, 
from crosses and that. One very good punch in the last minute when we were under a bit of pressure. Was that from a corner? I can't remember. But he um, yeah. got one good fist to that. Generally, um, he didn't let Tuesday night get to him and he's responded well. Um, and if you've got a knack of saving penalties, it's never a bad thing, is it? Um, so including the shootout against Crew, I think it's, it's faced seven penalties and he's only conceded one goal. So I honestly thought he was going to score. I thought I'd luck had run out with penalties and I thought, law of averages, this is going in. So I was delighted when he saved it. Um, it, was, it was that bad a penalty, it nearly went in. He sort of just rolled up and over him a bit like Johnny Brain at Macclesfield when uh, Adam Ahmed scored. Christ, yep. had some shit goalies, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, on on that um, stat, it's won in his last twelve penalties since the start of last season, as well. So that doesn't take the crew ones into consideration, but yeah, yeah, some stat that is, isn't it? But yeah, great game, Connor Ripley. Eight out of ten. I'm with you, Johnny. Let, yesterday on the coach on the way home, you said he was your man of the match. Are you sticking with that, or have you changed your mind? No, it's, I'm I'm sticking with that. I feel I feel he was I, I feel that. He, he, he gained us the point. Yeah. So. Fair enough. There you go. Johnny's paralysis man of the match. Not mine. I've gone for an outfield player. Moving on. Right to the back three, Andy. He only made 45 minutes. Got a booking in that 45 minutes. Then hauled off. Big cove. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was... Um, I don't think it was a Burton-esque performance from him. I thought he was better than he was on Tuesday. Um, still looks a bit rusty though, um, and I, I don't know how much of that is just he's, he's lacking match fitness. He's coming back from injury, or or what really? I mean, it's like any of the younger players, he's got a learning curve, and he's in a position where he's probably got to do a lot of his stuff off the ball. Whereas the other two lads who have come from um, the Premier League are. are you're getting them on the ball and they're doing things in possession, whereas he's got to be a bit more disciplined and, you know, he's, he's got to deal with a few sort of crafty buggers um, in, who, who, were, who were trying to get past him. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about it. He he, he had a bit of a tough afternoon. The early booking doesn't help as well. Um, on the ball, I thought he was, he was okay. He was, he was, he was getting a few passes away a bit more crisper than he was, um, the other night, somebody said he had lead in his boots when he was trying to pass it. I can't remember who was that on here or somewhere else. I can't remember, but yeah, um, that was yeah, good. but he he wasn't bad. He just you just put right it down to experience, don't you? Yeah, I'm with you, Johnny. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I, I didn't I didn't feel like he was he he was massively at risk for being sent off. Um, but if if it's a protection thing and that's that's what we're doing, that's all right. But it was decent enough. He, he looked after the ball, defended all right. Can't really remember why he got booked, so I can't tell you if that was or wasn't a booking. Um, but yeah, um, I, I can't remember the booking now, but I do remember at the time thinking, yeah, it's a booking. Fair enough then. So, but yeah. More more than happy with 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 his performance. Like for me, I'm I'm still a bit baffled that we 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 can't trust a player to not get sent off. Um, whether that's Crosby not trusting the refereeing performance, if if he's been booked himself for something that he's he's thought 
I'll protect Kofi rather than putting him in that position. Who knows? Um, it'd be an interesting one, maybe to ask on Thursday. To be to be honest with you, yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, what else? Yeah, um, <clears throat> decent enough. Didn't didn't do enough to say. Oh, he, he did he did this well badly because obviously he was only on forty five minutes. Um, but yeah, um, I still think he's one of our best three sender halves. So yeah, I'm with you on that. But yeah. Six for me. Six, yeah, I'm with you. Six feels right. And doing things a little bit different today. Johnny next, because he came on for him and played 45, and they got a rating for on for 45. Lewis Cass. Yeah, Cass again. I don't. I don't know what's happened with Cass. Um, but I'm. I'm happy it's happened because he seems. He, he seems to be. He seems to be stronger. He seems to be winning headers and. Seems to be just getting getting better each game he plays. So I'm I'm happy with it. it? Like I'm not saying that he's, he's come on and, and said you must start me on Tuesday, but at this moment I wouldn't feel as concerned with him starting as I did, well as I would have like four weeks ago, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I thought it was steady without it being spectacular. Um, the Thing that I suppose the the, the the main criticism is that both the penalty and the goal came down that side. Now, I, I'm not portioning too much of that blame to Cass, um, but he's obviously he's he's got to help his right wing back out there a little bit more, and I think that's I think that's my only. Worry is if it was Cass and Mitch, I think it'd be different. Um, so six for Cass. All right, like I say, all right, I'm I'll be all right if he starts on Tuesday. I'm not I'm not overly concerned in that matter, but he's he's slowly improving. Andy, yeah, I mean, he isn't terrible. He's not very comfortable on the ball compared to some of the other plays we've got, and I think that stands out and makes him look. Um, worse than he is, maybe, which is a bit unfair to him. But I, I, I like the way he stuck at it, and he's 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 not he's not awful, is he? You know, he's he's growing every time I see him. He, he he's he's better than he has been. Um, I think with with some fans, they might take a bit of a while to to trust him, and I, I get that. But I don't think he was a problem. I think you know for the goal as well. It looked inside the ground that he was backing off, backing off. But if you look at um, the runner that's inside of him, then um, he's he can't go and press the ball and, and give a simple ball, uh, a simple pass into the channel for um, for the runner that um, that Sangle left. So um, you know, he just it's just one of those things, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind him yesterday. Right, I, I've got slightly different views to you both then, because in Crosby's interview, he said that he took Mitch and Kofi off because most of their during the first half come down that side and he wanted to change it. I thought we were a hell of a lot weaker second half down that side. As you say, I thought Cass was backing off and backing off for the goal. If you watch the video again, you look at Sang's man. Sang sort of... He's another one, we'll get yeah, to him. Yeah, but that that lad carries on his run. Uh, Cass has got a two-on-one. 
if he just goes and closes down the man on the ball, there's a very easy pass on. He can slip inside to the guy on the inside channel. He'll get to the byline and, and yeah, you Castle know, argue that he did the right thing to slow him down and get him to check back onto his um, inside. And, but, and, and to be fair as well, I thought Cass was up against a, a much tougher, is it the number 23 that came on? One of their subs down the left. He, he was probably a lot more dangerous than anyone who they had on down that left-hand side in the first half for them. Yes, My slight concern at the moment, and Cass, I'm with you, John. He was a six yesterday. He wasn't awful. He wasn't great. But I think when Cass comes on, we're a lot weaker. And I don't think we are in any other position on the pitch. And I think once we've got Dan Jones back fully fit, and once we have a look at Jesse, see how good he is, I don't think Cass is making your bench anymore. See, I think I think where, where, where I disagree is that I think if Cass comes on and Mitch is on, I think we'd be all right. Possibly. Possibly, because I, I do think the absolute weak link is when Mitch Clark isn't playing right wing-backs. We've got no one else capable of playing right wing-back. Yeah. And people might go, God bless you, being harsh there. I love Tom Song. Uh, Tom Song. Tom, Tom Songs. Sam, Sam Song. Sam Song. Tom. I love him. Brisbane midfielder. I think he's fucking awful as a wing-back, but we'll get to him when we get there. He's a midfielder. Mm-hmm. So that's my views on him. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Andy in the middle, Captain Smudge. Yeah, mostly a standard Smithy performance. Um, just the the penalty will probably mark him down a bit, won't it? It, it was whether it was a tired challenge, it, it was clumsy, wasn't it? And um, it could have easily cost us the game. It didn't, so you know we we move on from it, but. Uh, other than that, it was just usual Smithy. Um, wins his headers, wins his tackles, gets in a bit, into a bit of mither with um, the laddies marking. Um, not much more you can say. I thought probably copy and paste for Jakovic as well, but we'll get onto him. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, um, yeah, and and he's hit the nail on the head. Really standard Smithy performance, but ends up on a six because he gave the penalty away. Yeah. Um, there's it's it's a soft penalty because I think outside the area that's not given. I don't think there was I don't I don't think he's dragged him to the ground, but it's also a penalty. So I'm not saying it's not a penalty, I'm just saying it's a soft one because I don't think outside it's given. Well, he's pulling at him, but then his sort of leg comes across him and just sort of he goes over. He's I, I don't know if it's for the not so much the pulling as the yeah just that leg that comes across and trips him a bit it just ends up in a bit of a mess doesn't it that's the like i think you, yeah he gets, he gets wrong side and he's in a bit of trouble then isn't he yeah, yeah. I, i'm with you both and just yawn about smithy i think um going back to ref watch i'm sure smithy got punched at one point in the ref saw it and just had a word with both players and also you two might not have seen it from where you and stand but i was right down the corner where the liner was at one point, one or all players, and I can't, I think it was one of the young lads, it might have been Divine when he was on. One of their players just kicked him when the ball had gone out to play right in front of the liner. The liner saw this and they did nothing about it. Oh, no, was that the number eight? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember him getting up to something. I saw that. Yeah, kicked him, just completely whacked him in front of the liner, and the liner just 
stood there smiling with his flag up his arse. So that's why the ref also lost marks by the officials. But there we go. Moving on, Johnny, on the opposite side of the back three, you've got the yak. My my biggest thing that I've noticed in the last two games with the Yak is he's prone to turn off. And he did against Burton twice. Like once, sorry, against Burton. The this goal, Seddon's goal against Burton, the one that came from the corner where Sang was beaten in the air. He was wrong side of his man. And then if you watch back the goal that we conceded against Cambridge, he's wrong side of his man and just isn't. Like for everything he does positively going forward and for how strong he's been defensively, I think we've seen that bit of him where we were told that there's an error in there and stuff like that. So we've got to accept this is league one centre half at the end of the day. So we've got to accept there's going to be an error or two. But I do think these basic errors need to be switched off. Like we we can't we can't keep making them and hand, handing goals out. Um, that said, he's comfortable on the ball. He. He defended well for the majority of it. The the pace didn't seem to worry him. So yeah, it was it was it was all right. But it does does need does need to be better defending them, especially with his size. And he, he just needs to be a bit more stronger and a bit more commanding. Um, but again, similar to Smith, it's it's his only mistake of the game, really. But whereas Smithy was saved by his mate. Uh, Ripley, Ripley couldn't couldn't perform the heroics on the goal, um, so yeah, it, it, it is six for Yak, but it is it's it's something that really needs to be improved. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, I think the big thing most people talk about is um, his man sort of peeling off him for the goal. Uh, I looked at it a couple of times, and I think it's actually a decent bit of centre forward play. I think he loses him quite well it's, it's also a very nice little glance header as well but I don't know it, it seems as though Yak runs gets back in to the six yard line stops looks up and at that point where he's just got you know he's just changing direction and he's got a bit of um I don't know what the right word is but you know you know when you stop and you're changing direction and you can't quite shift your body weight quick enough that's when the lads lost him um, so, it, you know, it's not the worst mistake in the world you can ever make as a centre half. Um, I thought it was a crafty bit of play by the centre forward, decent cross by the winger. Um, other than that, he was he was okay without being stand out. You know, he, he but he was better than he was on Tuesday. So, um, you know, like like a few players, you know, they've they've responded. They haven't just sort of tailed off and sulked they've they've actually given a, a not a brilliant performance but they've, they've put in a decent shift yeah i'm with you both with the yak it was just one he turned off i think the striker might have been good movement but he's got to be tied to him he's, and there's other people to blame the cross should never have been allowed to come in but ayo he's got to defend it better for me but apart from that had a sound game but it's cost us a goal brilliant on his own costing us a goal uh, moving on, Andy, starting on the right of the midfield was Mitch Clark. Yeah, I think we've seen both wing... Well, how can I put this? We've seen both wing-backs for a half yesterday each, and um, we've seen their respective strengths and weaknesses. Let's put it like that. Um, 
Clark is a lot more natural in that role. Um, he knows when he needs to go forward and when, when you know, he's just got a lot more natural balance in terms of knowing the role. Um, it's actually, feels like such a long time ago. I'm trying to think back to what he actually did. I thought without really sort of shining too much, he just sort of did all the little things, made the runs, um, linked up all the little triangles that you expect him to do. Um, didn't really get as much joy as maybe he could have done, but I thought he he showed a lot of positive intent. It just didn't quite come off for him. Um, whether he was struggling um, with an injury for some of that time as well, it's difficult to say. Obviously, he's had to come off for some reason. So, But I, I thought he looked okay today, uh, yesterday, and he didn't look like he was in a great deal of trouble really yep johnny i think i think what andy was trying to say and he's a bit too polite to say it is that mitch clark's performance looked better because of tom sang's performance um because i don't think mitch did anything spectacular i think he turned up did his job did it all right and he'd only be getting a six based on that but i think tom sang's performance kind of made people I'm not saying no anyone underappreciated Mitch Clark, but I think made people that were there appreciate Mitch Clark more. Yeah. Um, because yeah, he didn't see him go anywhere he shouldn't have been. You know, he, he didn't. It's all Mitch Clark's massively out of position. No, nobody ever said that, did they? No, and that and that that's the thing, isn't it? Like sometimes during the end of the game, you've seen Mitch Clark pop up on the left left hand side of a front four, haven't you? Because he go he goes searching, and sometimes from goal kicks, he's the one trying to win the flick on sort of thing when we're, when we're chasing a game, which I'm all for that at that point. But when we're comfortable in the game, he seems to know when to switch it, switch on, switch in, drop in sort of thing. So, yeah, I just, Mitch was all right. Nothing, nothing more. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But what Mitch Clark is, and I've said it, you've said it, is Mitch Clark's a right wing back playing right wing back. And that's what really stands out when you have someone come on that's a square peg in a round hole. And for me, we desperately need to find cover for Mitch Clark if he can't play 90 minutes from somewhere that is a natural right wing back. And I don't know where we find that, but we need to find I'm, the answer. I'm sticking by what I said on the other pod. And I know some people laughed and a bit caused a bit of controversy. Lewis Cass would be do a better job there. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Do a better job than Tom Sang, and it really sounds like I'm digging Tom Sang out. And I think Tom Sang is an excellent footballer. I really like Tom Sang, but I like Tom Sang as a midfielder. He's not a wing back, and he can't play wing back. As much as we keep trying making play wing back, he can't play wing back for me. But what is funny I- is that we've had square pegs for quite a few games or quite a long time of the season so far in both wing back slots, yeah. and it feels as though the right side is more more of an issue than the left side, which maybe says a bit about James Plant or or whatever, or, or whether it's not so much them on their own as, as the combinations and the other players around them. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. But to be honest, I'd rather play James Plant as right wing back, so at least he's on his natural side. So if we are going to shoe on him as a wing back, let him play on the side where he's more natural and he can actually go down the line rather than I think sometimes on the left he cuts inside and then loses it. It's because he's right-footed. If he's down the right, he can go down the wing. But hey, 
and can it, it on the trip? It could well be a. It could well be an option that we get when um, we've got a few more fit when Conor Grant's up to speed. Maybe yeah. I mean Dan Jones can technically still play left wing back. It might be. You know there are options there, aren't there? Yeah. We Sorry. Need to find the, no, you're all right. It's a good point. We need to find the answer though for me. So let's see what happens. And continuing the tradition from earlier, Johnny, he played 45 minutes. So unfortunately, we're going to have to do Tom Sang. Yeah, it was a four for Sang. I thought he was out of position for the goal um, penalty. He is out of position for, and he kind of turns and half horses it back. Um, and that that that's kind of my biggest issue with that is that like break your neck and get back. Uh, but yeah, it was just going forward. He looks all right. He plays some nice little one twos and stuff like that, and seems to have that intelligence going forward about him, and can deliver a ball in the box. But after that, like you've got to deliver it, turn turn around and get yourself back in position. Um, and he just. He hasn't got that natural, natural attacking sort of well def- attacking and defensive nous about him. I don't think. Which <sighs> could it come? Yeah, of course it could. He's only a young lad, um, and he's got he's got the makeup to be a good wing back. But I, I, just, I like when you see Mitch Mitch and him in the same game. I think you realise how much of night and day it is. Like when when they're not, you can kind of go, oh yeah, Sang's he's done all right, this and the other. But yeah, just it, it, it's hard because I don't want like I like, say we're not digging him out as a footballer. We're not saying that he's not good enough play for Port Vale. He's just not. He's just not a wing back, is he? No, I'd love to see him on Tuesday if we're going to make some changes, get a start in centre midfield, and I know he's not going to force his way in there for the Bolton game. But let's have a look at him in his actual natural position because the 45 minutes I saw him there against Barnsley, I actually thought he was very good. So let's have a yeah. look at him in there. But then who are you going to play right wing back? Because if Clark can only play 45 minutes against Cambridge, I'd highly anticipate that he won't be playing against Sucks. We'd rather him play against Bolton. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on though, Johnny, across the midfield, next to him, going on the order they've got him on Sky. My paralysis man of the match. I thought he was fucking unbelievable yet again. Ollie Arblasty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Ollie, isn't it? It's just, it's, it's, it's going to soon become a six, this performance is from Ollie. Um, because it's just it's just the standard, isn't it? Um, incredible. That line is, is incredible. He's head and shoulders above any player that we've got. And that's that's not because we've signed bad players. That's because Ollie Arblaster's one out of a player. Agree. He 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 will. It, it, well, if he doesn't play for England, then something's gone catastrophically wrong with his career. Like because I I think he's the best player I've seen at Vale, and that includes Gary Roberts. Yeah. Because I think I think he's the I think he's the most all round player that I've seen. Like Gary Roberts was brilliant with the ball, off the ball. He'd put in a tackle. He'd put it like I'm not saying he wouldn't put in a shift, but it, it's just our, our blasters just there, covers every blade of grass, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he just he didn't do anything. Like he, he, you didn't you didn't sit there and think, 
oh bloody hell, that's amazing. But every time we, we every time we did something, it it started with our blaster. And I think that's the key thing. He'd, he'd win his tackles. It was starting with our blaster. We'd have a nice bit of combination work. Our blaster would be involved in it. The only thing he really needs to do is add is, is add goals to his game. <laughs> and that's that's literally the only thing he needs to do. And he got obviously got one on Tuesday. But yeah, I mean, my memory might be playing tricks on me, but the ball into Chislet for the goal that he then played into Garrity, I think only Oli Arblast is playing that ball into Chislet in our team. What was it that Dave Flickcroft said to you the other day about um, Premier League players? You know, they don't just pass it to you, they ping it, they fire it into your feet and then you've got to control it and then whatever. Arblast has played that ball into Chislet. I mean, Chislet's first touch is great and we'll come on to that. But yeah, that that's just an example of that sort of thing, isn't it? He's yeah. absolutely fired it into him to get it there, and 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 everything else has come from that. Um, it, he, I don't know where Oli Arblaster's ceiling is. It's like I don't know how good he can be. I don't know where it stops for him. Um, it's it's scary, isn't it? If if Alfie Devine's going to play for England, then Oli Arblaster. Could get in a world eleven or something. Yeah, his um, ceiling's wherever he puts it. Yeah, it's just how much he wants it, I think. Yeah, and he seems like a lad that's really hungry, very professional, wants it, and does all the right things. That's the way he comes across. Seems very humble, lad. That bit of skill just before he got clattered right on the byline was yeah. ridiculous. Um, I know we've been worried that Sheffield United might recall him and uh, send him out to the Championship um, second half of the season. After today, I'm, I'm more worried that Sheffield United will recall him and put him in their own side in January. Yeah. I was going to say that they might be they might be a Championship team by by the time January comes. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, did you give him a rating? Uh, yeah, eight eight for Ollie. Like I say, I, I, I don't like I say there was nothing out of this world. It was just an all round, well rounded performance again. And like I say, it's becoming it's becoming the norm, isn't it? Yeah. Oh God, he says he's, he's unbelievable. Andy, moving on next to him was Funzo. Yeah, I thought Funzo was also good. Maybe not quite just as good as Oli Arblaster, but um, yeah, it wasn't quite up to the standard as we saw last Saturday. Better than Tuesday. Um, what one or two little loose ones, but he still does some amazing things on the ball and that little double pivot that the two sixes are incredibly good for us and they have been all season um you know that did you notice that one where you're expecting to take it down and and kill the ball and do something with it and instead he just sort of fires it sort of over the top over the shoulder on the volley and i think we ended up conceding from it that that didn't feel like him so i don't know if that was a tired one he did of just trying to sort of play a channel ball down for Sang to chase, um, the one that Sang just sort of jumps out of. When we can see that that that, that was a bit of a weird moment of the game because that didn't really feel like a Funzo Funzo Ojo type of ball. Did he? Did, he, did you know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, way. yeah. I, I think I think when 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 you when you put it that way, I think you're right. I think it didn't. It it wasn't. Funzo's usually so composed, empty and calm with the ball. Even during the later times, that that just felt a bit of a hook over your shoulder and out for the best. Um, 
I think he has to get it a bit. He has to put a bit more on it, really, just to turn their defence if he's doing that. Because if it, if it goes wrong and it, it did go slightly wrong, we turn the ball over and and well, something did happen from it. Yeah. Well, yeah. For, for me, for me with Funzo, my 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 only criticism of him that I had was I don't think he got tight enough to the lad for the cross. Um. We saw it against Burton how how he how he broke his neck to get back in to position sort of thing on, on that day to um try, try try and block a goal and I just don't think he I don't think he put as much into it as that and that could be another sign of was he actually tired? Um but it's there's a lot there's a lot of cogs that went into conceding and it wasn't just wasn't just funzo sort of thing. Um, we had. I definitely say he was. He, he was decent yesterday. He was. He was better than average, and he just. I love this Funzo Ojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. It was nothing massive. It wasn't a biggie. It's just that you know we're normally so good at retaining possession, and he's sort of the player who would try and kill that ball, get it down on his feet, and then just play a find find feet with the ball. It just didn't seem like like him and it's just you know it's just one of a series of little things in, in a chain that, that went wrong it, it just felt out of character Johnny did you give him a mark? Uh, yeah seven for Funzo sorry yeah, I don't think I did no I don't think you did yeah that feels about right um, I'm moving on Johnny on the left was Planty yeah decent from Planty I think Andy's already mentioned it in terms of I think he did tire slightly um, but apart from that, I thought I thought it was pretty much what you get, what we get from Funzo, uh, from Planty. Sorry, I don't know. I've still still got Funzo on my mind. I'm not the only one. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it's 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 basically what you get, isn't it, from him? Um, his delivery needs to be better. Um, but like you've said, Bez, I'd also like see him on his on his natural side. I'm not. Hundred percent sure why 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 we think there's why 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 we're persistent that there's a left sided wing but wing back there sort of thing. I don't know what's kind of what what's created that conversation or or whatnot. But is it I, just I the fact that Benning went? Yeah, but quite quite possibly, but. I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. I don't, I don't like the fact that that's kind of that that that's kind of the answer that that he's he's the left sided one. Like if he was playing on the right hand side of it, I could kind of, I'd, I'd get behind that a little bit more. Agree. Um, I'm not. I say he didn't have a bad game either. That's that's the other thing. I just think at the moment. The one thing that sets him and him and Connor Grant apart is the delivery, and that's because it's natural to Grant. Also, Grant's technically probably a better player, like with the ball. Planty's going to be a better player than Connor Grant is, and I have no doubt about saying that. I just don't think at this moment he isn't, and that, that's more than fine. Him not being at this moment, he's what eighteen years old, playing his first full season of men's football, so. I think I think we're all yeah. we're all fine in saying that he's not the finished article. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was it was a strong display. It was it was good enough, um, but there is there is a few bits and bobs he needs to work on. So overall, it was an eight, an eight, a six. Sorry, I'm I'm playing FIFA. I'm trying multitask. That was that was terribly bad. Um, goal pay for animals, Johnny. Oh, sorry, I'm playing EAFC. There we go. You got the yeah. new one. Yeah, yeah. Thought you would have. Yeah, I'll. I'll I'm, I'm slightly annoyed at it already. Ron, we'll oh. talk about that after and before we do the sort of preview. Andy, yeah. plenty, and I will say with Plenty as well, when I watched him in the youth team a lot when I was doing the line for him week in, week out at home, when he's been on the right as a winger, his delivery's been excellent. It really has a lot better than what we've seen in the first team now. And I get that's against kids. They're probably into as much... Well, they're definitely into as much pressure because there isn't as many people watching and you're not getting as much pressure on you from the defender or fullback, whoever. But on the right foot, the delivery was always really good for the youth team. So I want to see him there for the first team and see what the delivery's like in that sort of game. But yeah, Andy, plenty. Yeah, for the first 60 minutes or so, I thought he was um, really good. I thought he was maybe not man of the match, but he was, he was one of the sort of the grouping candidates. You know, he's one of the better players. Um, he was getting forward really well. He laid on the chance for Chisler, I think. Um, got to the byline a couple of times. Looked like he was met forcing their um, right-sided defender to backpedal. Um, it, it was really good, really um, positive um, movement off the ball. All that sort of stuff was it was all just felt like it was working and it was finding the spaces um, in which to play. Now, you know, he's possibly tired and he's possibly a combination of that and, and the subs that Cambridge made of, um, he, he seemed to just go a bit quieter. There, there was a time when Arblaster did a really good job of keeping hold of the ball and he was looking for a ball on the left, just in front of the dugouts. He ends up having to do a little pirouette and, and he ends up dribbling the ball out of play. And he's he's pointing at the floor, shrugging his shoulders as though to say, I was looking for a simple ball to get me out of jail. And Planty was nowhere. He'd sort of gone inside. And that was the point where I'm thinking, he looks like he's, he's he needs to come off here. And, and it didn't seem to happen as quickly as it could. But I for, for a long time in that game, I thought Planty was excellent. And, and we're starting to see just what, all the the staff when when they start waxing lyrical about him, we're, we're starting to see that bear fruit now. I, th- I think he's going to become a very very good player for us, and it's just a case of at some point um, he'll get either in his correct position or on his right side, or and he'll, he'll start tearing it up. Hopefully, yeah, I'm with you both in there. I actually thought defensively was one of Plenty's best, if not best, games he's had defensively. I thought he was excellent defensively. Going forward a couple of times, the final ball wasn't there. Yes, Andy, it was Planty that pulled it back because I thought I was going to get my first goal involvement until Mitch Clark deflected it over. But, yeah, I thought defensively, and maybe that's because everything they did come down all right-hand side, not left. But I thought defensively he was absolutely excellent and at times not as good going forward as he has been. But overall, great performance from him. I want to see more of him. Attack the attacking third, and I prefer to see him on the right. But there we go. He's going to have to get a shift on now, isn't he? To for you to win your bet. No, we're only nine games in. He's got another what 40, 37 to go plus cup games. You, you see, you see nine games in, but 
you've got to think like there's there's not going to be many more cup league cup games. Like, well, he's going, he's going to be involved in three goals on Tuesday. Three goals on Tuesday, okay. Yeah. Yeah, own goals don't count. Remember. No, he's going to score one, set two up on Tuesday. Okay, we'll get there in a minute. Calm down. And then when we go Wrexham and the pizza, he's going he's to score get two. nine. No, he's going to score two. So okay, so that's... five. Okay. And then he'll get ten rest of the season. Fair enough. For yeah, probably get them all against Bolton. To be fair, all ten. All ten against Bolton. Yeah. Sounds good. They've got uh, the captain suspended. But he got, he got sent off at the weekend. All right. Well, save save that till Wednesday. Yeah. Well, let's move on then. Um, next, and I forgot who's first. Who's first? I think it, I think it was Andy because I just I spoke plant first. Go on then, it's Andy. First, the best on earth. Four goals and four games. The lad can't stop scoring. Ben Garrity. Oh yeah. Um, it's more of the same with Ben, isn't it? It's everything. Um you expect off him and I really liked the way he combined with Chislet. It felt as though it was uh, I think Crosby mentioned did Crosby mention it in his post match about how, how we set up slightly differently and that we were just I don't know, it felt like Chislet was slightly behind Ben. With Ben you get the option of he can turn that three four two one into a three four one two. He can go up and alongside Wilson and do this, some of the centre-forwardy things. And, you know, we we, we get Chislett in between the lines and he gets East threads one to Garrity. Um, and it's a really good goal. And everything that Ben Garrity normally does, he did, he did well. You know, he makes his forward runs. He gets in between the defenders. He finishes brilliantly. He's always ratting, trying to be a constant menace he's so hard working in there he's just a, a, another good Garrity performance and you know we've got some really good options in in that system that we played with the with the two number 10s as, as Flickers calls it and yeah um, I can't argue with his um, goal scoring runner form at the moment yeah Johnny I think we spoke about it the other week didn't we we said that does Garrity, is Garrity a slow starter to the season or are we seeing with better players that he's, he was actually not not as good as the other players? I think I think we've answered that question of now that he's just a notorious slow starter to a season because he's not as technically good as Arblaster and Divine and Chislett. But what he does that the, them three don't do as much is is the other bit of it. He he's, he never stops running. He's strong as an ox on the ball, and he's actually his, his finish yesterday was actually a really composed centre forwards finish. And if Willow finishes that, people are waxing lyrical over it, um, especially with his weaker foot. So you, you, we've got to give him a lot of credit for that. <laughs> like there's there's not much more you can ask from a, a your number ten than get involved, score a goal. Um, so yeah, Garrity was sound. He's 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 nailing down that position. He's making it hard for Divine, who hasn't hasn't looked bad when he's come on really. Um, and I know some people said he wasn't great against Burton, which which, which is fair. But yeah, he's he just Garrity's making it hard at the minute, and 
if if he's making it hard by scoring goals, then keep making it hard, Ben. Um, but yeah, it, it seems seems like he's he's doing us a solid job. So really happy with that, Mark. Um, eighth, Ben. I think he yeah. was. He, he was he was third he, he was third only just third behind Arblaster but um yeah it it's 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 a good time at the minute so yeah and and wait his goals are certainly making a few Vale fans hard at the moment and for me it's now got to the point where in that number ten position you're playing two tens it's Garrity plus it's not which two of the three you're playing. It's Garrity and then Chislett and Divine are playing paying it out for the other spots. And the main reason for that is He's just completely different to him because the one thing that neither of you did say is it also gives you the physical presence in the air up front. Because when you're playing Divine Chislett Wilson, you're playing it long and you're hoping your wing backs win the headers. And if none of them win the headers, no one does. Whereas Garrity will go win the headers, he'll be the physical presence that allows the others to play off him. And he just gives you that different dimension that then allows Wilson and Chislett or Wilson and Divine, whoever's playing with him, to get on the ball because Garrity's doing the physical side. So for me, it's what he does himself because of the ratting, the goals, etc. But it's also what he then brings to the other players around him. And without him, you haven't got that physical presence up there at the moment. So it's Ben Garrity plus another now. Garrity's now the first name on the team sheet now for me. Well, maybe yeah. not first. Connor Ripley's on the team sheet. And, but Garrity has now nailed down one of them two ten spots. And then you're saying to Chislett and Divine, you two battle it out for the other one because you're not displacing him. Yeah. Is it only a week? Is it only a week since we were talking about whether Garrity starts or not, or whether? You... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think no, it's not. I think it was it was before Oxford or after Oxford, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, after Northampton, it's like, should we start Garrity against Burton? Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't like a done deal, and and you know he scored three goals in a in the space of seven days. But you know what? Fair play to him because I fully imagine him being out the side. He's gone, fucking hell, I'm going to nail down this spot now. You might have dropped me, but you've pissed me off and now I'm going to show it in my performances. And that's exactly what he's done. So, yeah, love it. Absolutely love it from him. Right attitude as well, isn't it? That's the oh, thing. And that, that's the big difference, isn't it? You've got, you've, got two, you've got two ways of dealing with it and that's that for yeah. me is 100% a spot on the right attitude. So, yeah, big up, Ben. Yeah, definitely. And Andy, behind him, well, behind him, with him as a number 10, we've got Chessie with an assist. Yeah, and what assist it was, I thought it was, um, it's pinged into him. His first touch is brilliant. It takes him exactly where he wants to be for the for the through ball, which is weighted perfectly. Um, and, yeah, lovely. Um, very unlucky. Watch the pitch side video. And you'll see what happened with the chance he, he didn't score earlier on than that. There was another moment in the first half where he um, just finds a bit of space, and crosses one in, and I think their lad just sort of, I don't know if he nicks it off Wilson's head or just sort of, I can't remember exactly what happened with it, but he just get there was a, there was a time in the game where I thought he was going to run riot because it felt as though they'd set up in a way that was really playing into our hands in terms of the passes we could thread and and the you know just just the, the movement it just felt as though it was perfect for us and it didn't last too long they managed to change it but 
Chislett was was key to making a lot of that work, particularly in the first half when I thought we were we had a spell when we were dominant. Um, like I said, I think him and Garrity. I mean, the the two different players, but they complement in in terms of what Garrity's strengths and weaknesses are, and what Chislett's strengths and weaknesses are. That they're, they're just there is so much balance there that that um, that those two players could really make a a good um, partnership and attack in the field. Hopefully, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I, I think like you said about the assist, um, but yeah, Chislett for me is 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 the other one that should be guaranteed a start in there, which then makes it really hard for Divine seeing as we've we filled up both of them in this chat. Um, but he, he feels like he's the only one that's capable of scoring from outside the area. The rest of the team will have a shot, and I know Garrity scored from outside the area just the other day, but Chislett, you feel comfortable when, when he has a go. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like Ethan. I think he adds something massive to the team. He's he's confident at the minute. He's he's quick, which 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 I think is is underappreciated really that he is actually quite quick um and yeah it, it was it was not a decent performance from him kind of kind of went a little quiet um during this during the second half but i think when when it is when it is like backs to the wall sort of thing that that's it's kind of what's going to happen with 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 people like chislett garrity will go get involved on the dirty side of it but you don't want chislett coming too far back because you lose what he brings that further forward, don't you? Um, but yeah, overall, solid performance, good seven. And I just, yeah, Chizzy's just another one that I really, really like. Yep, I'm with you. And moving on, lastly, up front, big James Wilson, Vales 29. Yeah, for me, six out of ten performance, thought it was all right. Um, it, there, was, there wasn't anything. Nothing that stands out as, oh, Willow should have done that better or stands out as, oh, my God, that was brilliant. That's classic James Wilson sort of thing. So, all right, but that that's that's it, really. Andy? Yeah, I thought he, he, he looked decent. Um, the thing with James Wilson is he doesn't ever look like he's going to sort of really... He's not really a bustling centre forward. He's not going to get round and physically dominate a defender or throw himself about. So you've got to sort of live with the type of player he is. Um, but he had a bit of a swagger about him. You, you know when James Wilson's playing well, he, he's he got that little hip swerve and, and things like that in his body language. And it, it just says that he's, he's on it. And I thought he was on it um, yesterday. It's just a shame that he had to go off as early as he did, really. I don't think we quite held the ball up as well after he went off. It's just always, it always feels like a bit of a letdown when he's come off and he hasn't scored or, or done anything big. And you're thinking, I was hoping we'll have a bag one today and it hasn't happened. And you, you know, after about an hour, he's probably going off apart from Tuesday. I think Tuesday was probably the first full 90s done in a long, long time. You know, probably talking this calendar year. Mm. Yeah, but, I'm with yeah, you, Andy. I thought 
there was a swagger around him. I thought he was good. I'd give him seven myself. Particularly thought, what he was doing um, on your side of the pitch, Bez, you know, in yes. front of that liner. He just seemed to be having a bit of joy down there and he was enjoying himself. There's one time he got two of them on him and he skipped round them both and got away down the line and laid it off. And I thought his link-up play was excellent yesterday. He was dropping off, getting the ball, linking up. Yes, as your centre-forward and your only centre-forward, you want to see him in the box more. I get that. And that's coming. But the more we know this from Wilson in the past, the more he plays, the better he gets, the more confidence he gets then he gets injured. So let's hope that bit doesn't happen. But he's looking, to me, he's getting mad again. He's starting to look like a Rolls-Royce. And I thought he was excellent yesterday. Seven out, no, not excellent, but good. Seven out of ten. And this isn't a dig at Massey. I thought Massey did okay when he come on board the one-on-one, which, you know, should have done better with, let's be honest. But you saw what you were missing when Wilson went off. And I don't think that's because Massey come on. I think if Loft had come on or Thomas had come on, you'd have realised what you were missing when Wilson went off, which to me says he had a very good game. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that much changed when Massey came on. Oh, I do. I don't think we held the ball up up top anywhere near as much and we didn't link up top anywhere near as much. And that's not a dig at Massey because I actually thought Massey did OK. He bullied him a little bit. He backed in. He held the ball up, which Wilson didn't do. But the link up wasn't there. But that's that's that that's more them than us, I think. I think they come out a better side second half. So Willow played fifteen minutes in the second half. Yeah, it was only when Wilson went off that they really took over for me. Mm, I see. I, I, Fifty-six. Wilson went off. Yeah, I I I didn't sit there thinking. Will Will Wilson was absolutely amazing yesterday. I don't. No, I, I thought he was a seven. I thought he was better than a six for me. Mm. I just don't. I don't think. I can't think of anything he did where you stop and think that 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 really influenced the game. I get. I, I remember this, him skipping past, and it was like it was decent. But what did it lead to? Nothing. It's it, it's that sort of thing. He he needs to be involved more in getting or making goals. And it's it, it's all right saying we all know Wilson needs to play more games. He's played eight on the bounce now. How many more games are you giving him? I think he's there. I don't 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 think he needs any more games. I think he's there. Well, he's not I'm one... not looking at this as a James Wilson that's got his miles off. Yeah, but he's not one goal. So I, he, I think he... that's more how we play. I'll be totally honest. No, I, I, as 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 your central striker, he's got to he's got to start scoring more goals. He's got to. I just think this formation, and I can't knock Christ where I'm. 17 points are we now from nine games? Yeah. Can't knock. I just think at times it leaves whoever your front man is. We've seen it with Thomas. We've seen it with Wilson. It can leave them very isolated at times where they're the man that's holding the ball up that then get your number 10s overlapping and they're the ones that then get the chances. Yeah, but then once you're over, once your number 10 overlaps, your striker needs to be getting in that box. Agreed. So I just, I, I, my my only criticism of Wilson is he doesn't do enough for the work in the box, and that's my only criticism. And when you're the lone striker, you need to be in that box more. And that's I agree. I just don't think our formation suits the striker in the box if we don't get him there because I don't think it's Wilson for me. Whoever's gone up front has never really had that much in the box. I suppose he did against Burton. He had that one off the post and then the volley at the end. But I just think at times, especially on the break, we're very much. The striker isn't in the work in the box. 
I don't know how I explain it. I know what I'm trying to say and I can't explain it. But I just think the formation leads to your number 10s doing the work in the box. And I agree with you. I want my striker doing that work. But I think the striker, and even Loft when he played against Crew in the two games, he's having drop-off deep to get involved. It's not that they haven't got the man up there to play off. Are you with me? Yeah. They're get, the one that they're playing, the 10 to playing off them. Which is fine, but when he put when he plays center his ten, he should be busting the gut, put himself in that box. Agree. No, I agree with you. And that's my that's my only thing at the minute is that he now eight games in a row should be up to speed. And I think he is. Okay. I'm not yeah. looking at him going, God, he's still short to match fitness. He's not quite sharp. I'm looking at him going. He's sharp. Yes, I agree. He needs to do more in the box now. But I'm not looking at him going, oh, he, he isn't quite there. I'm looking, especially yesterday, I thought he was dropping off, as I say, linking up the one where he's skipping past two men. As Andy said, a bit of a swagger about him. I'm looking at James Wilson going, he's there. He's 100%. And now we need to get the best out of him. Now he's 100%. Fair. I, as I say, I just, I just want to see him in the box more. I just want to see my striker yeah. in the box more. And like, it feels... It feels like we keep having this conversation because we said this under Clark with the two up front. So, is it a us thing or is it a formation thing? Like we is one of the things we discussed with Flickcroft, wasn't it? And what what Dodds he said before, and you don't know what's being told, and maybe that's something that can come out on Thursday. Like, yeah, I mean, look at Proctor. Um, we, yeah. Proctor used to get a lot of criticism for being absolutely nowhere near the box when we wanted him in there. Yeah. And I will say with James Wilson, really unlucky that one where he charged down the goal and it just ended up getting just over the crossbar. Yeah, could have gone anywhere, that one. Yeah. And yeah, that, that would have really kick-started him as well because he's he, he desperate for a goal. We need to somehow make it work in the final third, whether yes. it's Wilson, whether it's the number 10s, because we're, we're having spells where we dominate teams and we're not making, you know, we're getting into situations but we're not actually making clear-cut chances, you know we're not getting proper XG-type chances, are we, out of it and yeah, We're not clinical enough at the moment in the Yeah, we're not clinical enough, but we're not also, we're not making sometimes we'll get into a situation but we're not getting a shot away Yeah, no, that's fair That's fair, and we will pretty much leave it there, Johnny, and have a quick look at Tuesday because I need to go Pack an overnight bag because I'm away for work tomorrow. Fair enough. But yeah, let's go. Tuesday, so, Sutton, League Cup, what are you doing? Tuesday, Sutton, League Cup. In the paddock, where are you? I'm in the paddock. Andy, where are you? I haven't bought my ticket yet, but I'll probably be in the Amel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could do without another Tuesday night game, to be honest. So I want me, um, I want me bed. Um, I'll probably get back in after about midnight. Um but yeah, we'll we'll do it, won't we? Because it's the League Cup, and we've only been in the fourth round once, I think, ever. So, chance to equal that record. When was it? Spurs, two thousand and six, was it? Yeah, I think it was about then. Constantine and Sochi up front. Oh, one day. Yeah. I didn't go that. It was one game I wished had gone. Uh, it was yeah, good day out, good day out. So Johnny, what's your lineup Tuesday? How many changes are you making? How important is this compared to Bolton? Bolton's the most important of the two, but 
a win and a good TV draw becomes just as important, really, in terms of financially. Um, so I think we've got to. I think we've. I think we've got to put emphasis on this being in inverted commas the game, and then and then we kind of <laughs> we 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 then we then assess from there really. Um, Overall, we're 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 doing really well um, at the minute. So, and, and these had lost seven league games in a row till Saturday, and then they got a draw. That, that, that's really that's good for us. That is that's really good for us. However, obviously yeah. they've won the cup games because they're still in it. Yeah, but no, for me, for me, that that's that's really good for us. Then picking up a draw. Yes. Um, because like it, this, this, this kind of feels like it's there. It, 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 it's their place to relax. The cup does. There's, there's no pressure on it and stuff like that. So, yeah, and it, I was it, on the Sutton podcast earlier tonight, and they were saying that, in all fairness, of course they want to win, but Saturday's more important for them when they play Crawley, and they've beat more League One sides this season than they beat League Two sides. So, don't, don't want to be adding to that stat. No, we definitely don't want to be adding to. But they were very. They thought we'd come out with the win. Yeah, I think with is is Wrexham the week after? No, for us the week after is Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers, no, right? Okay, we've got Bolton, Bristol Rovers, Portsmouth in seven days after this Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is where the fixtures take a bit of a turn for the worst, don't they? Yeah, and then Wrexham's the Saturday after them three. It, I think... Tuesday after them three. Sorry. So, no, it's so not then... Newcastle. It's... Wrexham's not till November. Okay, well, that by the by, as long as there's a pizza cup in there where we can get some minutes and a few people's legs, yeah. like Deborah and, um, like, yeah. Yeah, sure, it's going to get in Walters as well, I imagine. Yeah, they'll get in for that. So, what's your 11 for this one, Johnny? Where are you going? Thomas starts. Yeah, Thomas starts instead of Willow. Divine instead of Chislet. Yeah. Sang instead of Mitch Clark. And I know that's going to hurt you, but... Mm. Yeah. Um, Plant stays in. Jones for, for Palmer. Yeah, I was thinking I'd give Jones a run out because apparently he was saying to fans on Saturdays, fully fit and ready to go. Yeah, Jones for Jones for Barmer, um, and 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 then I think I'm about it then. Yeah, I think I think I think I think I think I'm about changed out. Yeah, Andy. Um, God knows. Um, you can't really predict what side we're going to pick from one week to the next, can you? It could be absolutely anyone. Um, but like I said earlier, we've got ready-made like-for-like replacements who can slot in, which is a good thing. Um, I can see Grant coming in. I can see maybe Cass, maybe, maybe Thomas, Divine probably. Um, after that, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if Lowe comes in for Ojo. I was going to say, Jason Lowe seems to be a bit of a forgotten man this season, doesn't he? 
Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes in for Ojo when Ojo drops to the bench and we bring him on if needs be. I'd certainly start Arblaster. And if we can get three up by half-time, take him off. But I think Ojo save him for the Bolton game. Obviously, they tried signing. So, big game for him. Yep. Um, they've had that keeper back, haven't they? Went to Reading last yes. season. Then he came back, the one who charged up the full length of the pitch to cup his ears at us when they beat his... 4-3 yes. at their place. So, be a shame if anybody reminded him of, of that. Yeah, and did you see who scored their goal at the weekend? No. no. Shawomni, the centre-half. Can you remember him when he come through the ranks? Was it Luton Town when he come through the ranks? That's not the same one. Is that the Is same one? the same one? I, I assumed it was, but let me double-check while you two carry on talking. OK, um, I'll fill in. Um, we've only been in the third round of the League Cup four times. Liverpool in 91-92, which was a great night I went to, um, took them to a replay, lost 4-1 at Vale Park. Oxford in 96-97, when we should have won the first game, lost in a replay at the Manor Ground on Bonfire Night. I remember that because of the fireworks. Lost, yeah, uh, Scunthorpe 2010, lost an extra time. And... Um, Norwich in the third round in 2006, which is the only time we've won and got through to the fourth round when we got to Spurs that year. So it is, um, we've got the chance of equaling a best ever League Cup run ever in the 50, 60 years or so since the tournament was invented. There we go. And their centre half is Omar Shawamni, who's aged 27, come through the youth ranks at Ipswich, but made his name 2015 to 2019 playing 69 times for Yeovil Town. There we go. It is him, and he's six foot six. Six foot six? Yeah. Fair and enough. That, that was his you first goal for Tottenham. So, yeah. Omar You're thinking Shawamni. of Enoch Shawamni, aren't you? Am I? I think you are. Ex-Luton Town. Who's now 41 and retired. Maybe, but I do remember this one from Yeovil, the six-foot-six centre-half, because yeah. everyone thought he was destined for good things, and he basically has been around non-league ever since, and now sort of brought him back into the league. Just seeing who else they've got. Harry Smith up front, obviously ex-Late Orient, the one that ruffled Jones's hair the year that they went 2-1 up with seven minutes ago, and then we won it. Yeah, and he waved Aidan Stone off the pitch. Um... That was it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then got waved off by that Barrow player the other the week after. Yeah, they've got Omar Patrick on the wing. Which, and they've got Christian Ngessian in the middle, centre midfield. So looking who else they've got. Sam Hart, ex-Vale Loney, left-back for them. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Remember him? Just looking who was on the bench at the weekend, anyone. Harry Butyman, he's been around a bit, anti Craig Eastman, who's been there forever. They're the ones that jump out to me. Aidan O'Brien. Ex um, Millwall, Shrews, yeah, yeah, decent striker in his day. You got Omari Patrick as well as that. That that he's their goal scorer, isn't he? Yes, but he's got four and nine, I think. Yeah, winger he is, but winger with a bit of pace, which sometimes we struggle against. So he plays <laughs> on the left, so we stand for our right wing back to Camtrum. Yeah, and, and then playing... wants... sorry, you're going to say something. Well, yeah, they've got Dion, Dion Pereira and Scott Cashcat as well. So they've got they've got they've got a squad full of names. It just something just doesn't seem to obviously be going right, does it? There. 
Yeah, I mean, they've it. always been a big, awkward side, you know, a big handful, tough to play against. I mean, we were fortunate when we played them in the league a couple of years ago that it was the week before their big trip to Wembley, and I think they were sort of saving themselves for that. Obviously, Proctor puts the game to bed pretty early on with that goal, and they weren't really going to bust a gut to to chase that down when I think everyone who wanted to say fit for um for the trophy final. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting, you know. I hope they don't turn I hope they turn up in an away kit because I'd I'd really hate that yellow and brown kit that they were. <laughs> yeah. And obviously the last time these were at Vale Park saw the Jamie Proctor says a kick. He did. Yeah. What yeah. says a kick. Yep. So avtiming.com Johnny, first goal score and full-time score and time of the goal. Um, <laughs> who's scoring goals is the question. I'm going 24 minutes and Ben Garrity. Ben Garrity again, five and five. Andy? Um, 37 minutes and um, James Plant. Ooh. I'm going 28, the Blasty. And I'm going for a 2-1 bail win. I don't think it's going to be as easy as sort of their form and league position success. As long as it's not penalties, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, although with Connor in goal, that's a foregone conclusion, isn't it? I just, yeah, I just don't like the process of. No, I don't. The nerves involved, even if we win, it's I could do without it. Yeah, I'm with you, Johnny. Full time score, and then wrap us up because I'm going. Um, three nil, they all win. Comfortable into the next round. Happy days. Let's bring on Mansfield in the fourth round. Is that about who you think? But it just just feels like our luck, doesn't it? That we'll get the winner of Mansfield Peterborough. Could be, I think you've got to know where. Very quickly, I think you just got to know when you've overstayed your welcome in a cup competition. And I think get to the fourth round, get a big tie next round, get knocked out. We don't want to be distracted any longer than that, do we? No, not really. I want a big tie at home. You know, I can't remember the last time we brought a big side Vale Park. Some would say Brentford in the FA Cup, but I'm not classing them. You know, that is disrespectful. I do apologise. But it's not, they're not a big side. They're not, you know, a Liverpool, a United, a City. We won't get Tottenham because they're already out. Yeah, it, it, like I say, it's, it's, not, it's not like you say, like, they're, they're a big side, but they're not. Yes, they're one not of one of the big six. Yeah. Yeah, not, I mean, what was the... We're going to sell out. Yeah. Yeah, I want someone at Valeport where we're going to sell out. Was it Liverpool 99, the last really big side we had at home? Could have that been when Michael Owen. Yeah. yeah. Took a dive, didn't he? And... Yeah. Bitters 3-0. Yeah. Could be. I can't think of any other. I just can't think of any since. You know, we've had a few tasty games, but nothing really. Yeah, nothing's big. I, I feel like I'm missing something really obvious, though. I do, but I can't think of anyone. We, we, we got Brighton, didn't we? When they were, like, heading up. Because I, I think the last time we got to 
position where we could get someone, but at home has been Brentford and Brighton. Like then then like say they're not a elite tier, are they? No, someone they didn't sell the away end out. I want someone that's in sell the away end out and we'll sell the home end out. <laughs> yeah, it's it would be it would be nice. Look, look. The only the only away one that I'd want is is somewhere where I'd not been. So Yeah, I wouldn't mind St James's away because I've never been to St James's Newcastle St James's that is not Exeter. Yeah. If if Everton can find a way to beat Villa, I wouldn't mind that seeing as that, that that's going. So. Yeah. Yeah, see I went Goodison ninety six, watched the Vale, and I've actually been Goodison a couple of times, watch Everton. Yeah. Well Yeah, I've never been Goodison. So Yeah. There we go. Right, Johnny, wrap us up. Yeah, so there we go. If you need a taxi, and Andy's Andy will be knocking around. Um, not this Andy. Um, he ain't got a license, so I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't be here all day travel with him. Um, no, but Andy, Andy PVFC. Um, he's he's getting rave reviews from listeners that have used him. Um, except Jamie. Jamie will never give him rave reviews because he refuses to pick him up. Um, yeah. Don't blame him though, do you? Not in the slightest. I saw that. I saw that cushion, that cushion thing that he brought on the coach. It, he didn't. So that was mine. But your cushion. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's even more of a disgrace. He asked me to bring it because, in all fairness to him, he was working nights Friday night and come straight down beers and get the coach for Cambridge. Stop making excuses for him. No, I'll let him off. He did work nights and then come straight the game. But yeah, that was my pillow for me travel pillow, which. I will be taking the Portsmouth one because that's a fucking long way. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I don't, I don't know what to say. But we'll 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 leave that there if it was yours because that's even worse. <laughs> I know what to say. Go on. Have an ale and up the veil. <laughs> so it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale. And up the veil. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.